0: This is No Stoplights with Ken R. Thanks for joining us again. No stoplights. I want to thank our sponsors: Pepsi of Florence, Carolina Bank, Mickey Fins, Marlboro Pitty Electric Co-op, Francis Marion University, McLeod Health, McCall Farms, Victor's, and PLC Commercial. I, I, I named them last PLC Commercial because we, as as many of you have been told, uh, a little bit redundantly on this. Podcast is kind of an evolution. The podcast, for a brief period of time, was an extension of the radio show. We decided to kind of collaborate with the fine people at Francis Marion University. We've got internships that we're involving in the podcast. Um, I'm not a professor. I'm not a a lecturer. I am someone who has a somewhat of an understanding of what makes the world go around, and uh, we're going to involve some students and interns. Sooner than later, but but part of what I wanted to do was focus on the local community. Um, the the radio show is conservative media. Obviously, there's a recipe for success, and that is to um, k- kind of um, super serve an audience that are very politically centric and interested. I want to take the podcast and and see if we can become a media extension, a more legitimate media extension, uh, more mainstream. Well, I think talk really is legitimate. It's just not as mainstream as what we're trying to do here. Um, There's a risk or there's a reason that the list of sponsors are who they are. These are people that have been extremely dedicated and important to our community. And I had the idea of certain sectors of our economy. Could we highlight certain sectors and businesses, and and, and one of the groups, uh, Kim Jackson, a good friend of mine and a business partner of mine, and um, he and Chris Scott were with us about a month or so ago. They've started a business, and I trust these guys to give us kind of a, a monthly report on real estate. But before we get in the weeds about real estate, commercial property, and uh, EBITDA and return on investment and the state of the market, I think it's important to get to meet these four people Uh, As I said earlier, met Ken Jackson and Chris Scott in our last podcast. This one, we got our other um, two partners from PLC Commercial, Rhett Spencer and John Etheridge. They're with us this morning, Rhett and John. Um, How are you? Great. How are you? Uh, We are doing well. Um, And and once again, this will be about as informal as you can imagine. Forget the red lights and cameras and all the fancy gizmos. We're going to talk a little bit about, and we'll eventually get to commercial property and commercial real estate, and we'll talk about... You know why you guys feel the need to be as committed as you are uh, to the community, John. I'll start with you. Yeah. Uh, we asked Ken to kind of reintroduce himself. We asked Chris to do the same. Um, who is John Etheridge, and how in the world did you end up here?
1: That's a great question. I ask myself that every morning. But uh, yeah, first, Merry Christmas to you, and uh, what a great studio you got here. I saw a little Bruce Springsteen book. everywhere. Yeah, I hope yeah, you're a big well, fan. I'm, I'm Boston.
0: fond of the boss. <laughs> producer, not so much, but I'm a big boss <laughs> Me fan. Me too.
1: But yeah, my name is John Etheridge. Uh, Born here in Florence, lived with my grandparents, um, and graduated from Burns Academy, and then Prince Mary in 1997, and started a working for Chase Mortgage at that time. In 97, that fall, I graduated in December, so in 98, I started a mortgage brokerage, and was in that till 2008, and sold that when the writing was on the wall, so to speak. It didn't quite crumble, but it was, we knew what was going to happen, we know to that extent. And I got off for a little bit of money and uh, looked for something to do. So then we moved over to real estate. Um, still have e Realty. That's the name of the company. Uh, but it's all residential stuff. And I have a new partner there now, Tilly Thompson, who's helping me manage that. And I'm working with these guys on commercial. So it's really
0: Rhett, um, your background, Uh, Rhett Rhett and I, had we shared a story before the podcast started. Rhett's grandfather and my dad were dear friends, and I've known that your family, for as long as I've been alive, seems like, but but, but how did you end up in that seat?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like John said, I ask that every day sometimes, how did I get here, but um, so I'm from Florence as well, born and raised, went to West Florence High School, then went to Clemson and got my degree in construction management. And graduated in 2012, and, and kind of where John was saying, oh eight was kind of beginning to crumble. Well, 12 was not, 2012 was not the most ideal time to, to graduate in a con, with a construction degree because um, I would call for internships or even just, just some summer work, and they said we don't even have a shovel in the ground so, uh, to dig with. So it was kind of a slow time. So I went back to school, back to Clemson, and got my master's degree in real estate development and, it, and graduated in 2014. And through that, got to liking the brokerage side of things. So I moved to Charleston and worked for a large shopping center owner operator and leased shopping centers, grocery anchored shopping centers throughout the whole southeast, from Little Rock, Arkansas, to Charleston, to Columbia, to Indianapolis, all over. So you got to learn a lot of different markets and and kind of you know expose yourself to, to how other people do it as well. So
0: okay, let, let's John, let's let's go back yeah. to you a little bit. Yeah. What is the benefit of having the four of you? as a part of one team. I mean, you, once again, you, you yeah. guys bring a lot of different experiences and, and skill enough. sets and personalities. Um, you're, you're early in the game yes. with PLC Commercial. Um, what do you see as the recipe for success for you guys?
1: Um, you know, first, I, I, I find these guys to be high-character guys, and I, I, I need that around me, to be, be quite honest with you. So that was the first thing. And then you have, I mean, in this team, you got two CCIMs, which is commercial designation. I only think there's two other CCIMs in Florence. So I got to deal with, you know, Chris and um, Rhett are CCIMs. And you got uh, Chris Scott, who is, no you know, finance background, developer, has property managed his own, you know, our family, or business properties. Um, so just learning from those folks. And then I know I have a kind of a Swiss Army knife mentality. I can do a little bit of everything. So it's kind of a gr- nice
0: filler out of, of the group. Gotcha. Um, Rhett, another, another question for you. Commercial property is very cyclical. It can be very volatile. Um, I tell people uh, I've seen high interest rates and I've seen low interest rates. There's a generation of young people who have been in real estate property development that have never seen high interest rates. Um, I'm not saying you're one of those, but there is a generation of people who have not. How important is it for you as a younger member of the team to lean on some of the expertise of the uh, what I'll call the gray hair of a PLC commercial, uh,
2: it's, it's crucial, I mean, and that's kind of I, I should have finished my story on the last part. But you know, when I left Charleston, I came back home to Florence to work with Chris Scott at Pierce Land Company to learn more than just leasing shopping centers. It was more to learn everything, and particularly in the development side, which is definitely one you'd, you'd like to, to kind of get a grip on what the cycle's doing and. Textbook wise, they would they taught us that the cycles are typically seven years, you know, kind of climb and then it falls and it's it's a gradual wave. But they typically say each cycle from start to finish is roughly seven years. So I don't, you know, I've been doing this about ten years, so I'm just now coming around maybe the first cycle. But I definitely I was thrilled not only when I started work for Chris, but when we decided to partner with John and Ken about just being exposed to even more knowledge, more uh, you know expertise or different approaches to doing, doing things. And so I was very excited to know that I had new mentors, new teachers, and, uh, hopefully, you know, contribute some as well. But, but I was very excited to to know I have some good, leaders and mentors to learn from
0: john one of the things that i've enjoyed about my work life and and i and ken and i are partners in some in some endeavors one of the things i've enjoyed about that is, and it's and it's, it is a little bit freaky because it's unpredictable and you don't know much of anything but you don't wake up every day expecting to do the exact same thing
1: you better that, not. That, well i mean that, that's <laughs> exactly.
0: exhilarating and exciting but it's challenging it is. is that fair
1: it is now and that's part of my personality i like that you know i know I have my agenda for the day, but I know as soon as I get to the office at six o'clock, that agenda is gonna just fall apart. You know, I'm gonna stick to it the best I can, but I know there's something coming every day. Uh, we got some financial news came out earlier this week that it's not as bad as we thought. It looks like we're gonna definitely push recession back at least one quarter. Or maybe, you know, so those are good things. You, and you read about it and you think about it and you figure out how can I take advantage of this information. Or somebody, you, get a, you get a call and somebody has a problem you say, well, how can I fix that problem for them? You know, or, you know, or somebody calls you, hey, I got an opportunity. You want to do this? And you get excited about that. So it's that I like that kind of every day is a different thing.
0: You know? And, and, and read a lot of what you said a second ago. And, and, and John has kind of reiterated and, and, um, and Chris and Ken said similar things when, when they were here, real estate is unpredictable. I mean, as, as seasoned as you are, as prepared you expect yourself to be, there are things around the corner that we never, never see coming. The four of you working through that uncertainty has got to be ah, a lot of fun, and uh and, and not quite the <clears> mundane of going to work every day and punching the clock and doing. I mean, there, there's there's beauty in that. I mean, that, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not disparaging that sort of work, but you four guys get to collaborate and address situations in real time, and they're never the same.
2: I I definitely agree with you. You know, sometimes I envy that I work from from nine to five, and and hear, when i when I'm done and my emails are done, I go home phone you know but in our world the phone's always on a roof leak you never know when that's going to happen or you never know when when someone's going to call you saying i want you to go find 10 sites for dunkin donuts all in the pd and you get this great lead so i I enjoyed the never knowing what's what's ahead but at the same time that there's there's risk involved there too it can it can work both ways but um that's why you you try to mitigate the risk the best you can and and make an informed decision,
0: John. When the four of you get together, I'm mean, gonna don't take me into the uh, into the war room and tell me how you conclude these uh, these mastermind decisions. <laughs> but um, but but as as a solo pilot and a guy who's in business for himself, you get to make the call, and you you enjoy the benefit, the reward of making a good call. You suffer the consequences of making of making a bad call. Has that been an adjustment for you? to have three other people in the room when you decide yay or nay or to do this or do something, something Absol- different.
1: Absolute adjustment. Um, you know, I, like you say, for most of my life, I have been the master of whatever goes good yeah, or bad. What's, I, what's I, kill? I Exactly. Um, but that has some shortcomings too. Cause I do as a person, I'm flawed, right? So now I've got three other people, very successful, very knowledgeable that have seen the world as, as well. And we can bounce ideas off each other. We have a different lens and it's, it gives you a broader perspective, to be honest with you. It kind of keeps you – I was getting – what I noticed when I, we started talking about this, one of the things I noticed in my life, I was getting tunnel vision, right? I was just looking – just pinpointing everything. I wasn't looking broadly anymore, and I was missing some opportunities because of that. And being in the room, when we talk, it, it's you don't know where that conversation is going to go. You come up with some really good ideas.
0: Red, Red, walk me through logistically how that process takes place. I mean, once again, I'm not talking about a specific property and a specific deal or a specific price, but but for, from your perspective, J- John has talked about being the master of his own domain and all of a sudden having to bounce things off of one another and, and, and take, walk, walk me through what that's meant for you.
2: Sure. Um, yeah, definitely, you know, being one of the younger younger people in the company, I'd, you know, I'd... I'd try to add value more and I guess my boots on the ground kind of grunt work sweat equity if you want to call it that but um it you know my voice is still heard I have certain opinions maybe that they might not be thinking of from from my perspective so um, I'm trying to think of the best way to answer the actual question is uh I guess you know let's say a certain opportunity is presented to us we will as a team kind of kind of walk through it hypothetically where do we you know what's the best case scenario what's the worst case scenario and we all kind of provide our input on on said subject and then we we kind of go from there in terms of you know if if we feel good about it and kind of trust your gut
0: okay what what do we feel what what do you see as some of the uh warning signs out uh, out on the horizon i mean I, you know i do a morning radio show and i read the feds atlanta report and i keep up with commercial property uh you know investment data i keep up with the interest rate and what the feds doing or not doing you've been at it a while um well, Just as soon as you think you figured out, you realize how lost you really are. Yeah. Is that a fair analysis? I, I,
1: absolutely. I think you're exactly right. It, sh- it shifts on you, right? It moves. Um, what i look at, interest rates, obviously. Everybody's talking about that right now. Um, but I'll also look at um, how much, how much energy is costing, how much power is costing. Uh, that's a big driver in our economy. So i look at that. We luckily have a drop over that a good bit this year compared to last year. Um, and also, but I'm looking at savings, how much we have in reserve as a country you're seeing that drop, 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 drop. That's indicating to me next year there's gonna be spending is going to stop. Not stop. It's slow down. Um, and I think you're finally seeing that right now. But those are the things I look at every day. I read a paper like you and I, I try to I try to go past opinion stuff. No <laughs> sure. I know you do that for well, a living I, I but, yeah, sure. but I like to dive into the, the you know the, the numbers and trying to figure out what 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 I see the country coming out. And also regionally though, right? You know when I, sometimes we get lost nationally what the nations nation's doing. I'm not too concerned what California's doing, real estate wise. Even Raleigh, um, Atlanta, I'm not you know, really aching. Even I'm more concerned
0: what I'm doing here where I touch and, and focusing on that. And, and Red, that's encouraging that we live in a fast-growing state, and people need services. Some I mean, of the more people that move to South Carolina the more commercial services that will need to be provided. That's you, you, We all have to be a little bit, I mean, I am a bit bearish on next year. I'll be honest with you. I think there's mm-hmm. some some fundamentals out there that concern me. But one of the insulators to really bad times, I think, is the the high-growth area we live in, that being South Carolina.
2: That's, that's exactly correct, in my opinion. I think we are, us as a state in general, is, is definitely different than some of your larger areas, especially on the West Coast, but... But even in just our area, the PD, I mean, reaching into Myrtle Beach, there's so many people moving here and want to live here. Um, we, we, I really think we are just kind of a different animal than, than what you're hearing, especially in certain markets like office market. I don't want to get too in the weeds, but you know, people think we're crazy because we're trying to find new office properties in Florence, and everyone's work from home and work from home, and you know, I think I think we're a little different, and so being kind of local. Yeah. In in our world, we we know that Florence wants more of the XYZ, even though your regional or your your national papers or reports are saying offices, you know, stay stay far away from buying office properties. Well, you know, our our area is different. And um that goes for all asset classes, in my opinion, on South Carolina.
0: John, how important is it to be in tune? with the local economy. And I'm talking about civic groups. I'm talking about sports teams and programs. I'm talking about universities. I'm talking about economic development. How important is it to be a part of that?
1: Just as important as your family having dinner together, right? You you know each other by that. You you talk about it. You see things. If you're not involved, you're not, you're just guessing at what's going on in the heart of this, this town, in this region. So to answer your question, I think you have to be. If you really want to be, make a difference and be correct on your guesses in business, you have to be involved.
0: And, Rhett, as we get a little bit older, I mean, I know your two other partners, they're, you know, in, in, of my same generation. I think the one thing that you add is a fresh perspective. We very often get set in our ways, and we're convinced that, okay, the, the, the rodeo went this way the last time. It'll probably go that exact same way this time. You bring a fresh perspective. But, but having that fresh perspective, how important is it for you to stay plugged in, I guess, to your generation of community leaders?
2: Yeah, I think it, I think it's very important because, as, as you're saying, you know, there are phases where certain decision makers are getting to the point in their career, they're they're tired of doing that or they want to rest. And so who's who's going to fill that void? And so it's important to to make sure you're you know surrounding yourself with with the future leaders of our community or um, or even try to get involved in those roles as well, because, you know, it's kind of one day the torch will be passed to to my generation and it's our responsibility to be a good steward of that responsibility, and you want to be involved in that.
0: John, I, you, I mean, I've, I've not known you long, but you don't appear to be a sunshine pumper. No. You, don't, you don't appear to uh, – you appear to accept things as they are. Um, there's no I – mean, there, there's no embarrassment in being honest. And I'm talking about – I mean, if we believe next year's going to be a struggle – I think we, we owe it to the people we deal with to say next year potentially could be could be a struggle. Is that a part of the strategy to just be candid and honest and not try to sugarcoat a sunshine pump? Yeah,
1: you have to be. Um, you have to. You, you know, if you're just going to be positive, 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 you, you're not going to deal in reality, and you're going to miss opportunities, and you may cost somebody a significant amount of money. And you know, just because it's a downturn, does not mean there's not opportunities there. I, mean, I think a lot of money was made in those years. He was talking about 2012, 2013, 20, 2014. I mean, there was a lot of money made. Let's be honest. There was a lot of shifting of wealth at that point. So I think you can, even though it's a downturn, you can still find avenues to generate income. But if you're not honest about it, you won't see the you won't see the problem, or you won't see the solution. To I income. think you'll make it. Well, I mean,
0: Rich, you were nodding your head pr- pretty aggressively. I mean. It, it is probably to all of our advantage to call it like we see it, and if we believe there are headwinds, build your business model based on those headwinds.
2: Yeah, I mean, even almost to to just an ethical standard, we're held to as uh, you know, real estate agents or, or client representatives. You you have to tell the truth. I mean, that's what we're that's what you should do, but that's what you're supposed to do, and ethically, we're held to those standards. Because um, I was just kind of telling him under you know you're not going to be in business for for very long if you're not honest and and doing it the way you should be in my opinion. John, is it
0: hard? You've done this a while. Is it hard to encounter a good decent client? And that good decent client believes that property's worth a million dollars. And in a bad economy that property simply not worth a million dollars. How do we address that? I mean it's not a disbelief, it's not a um I mean it's, it's not a disconnect. It's it's, it's a it's an investor or a business owner having X number of dollars invested in a business, and you've got to convince them that because of the the shift in the market, that there's a different dynamic in play. I mean, is that something you commonly do? Can't be much fun no. to sit down with that person, but but I mean, commonly no, but it doesn't happen. Yes, sure,
1: yeah, yeah, it definitely does. And some examples are popping in my head when you say it. Um, and you know, and so in my early part of my career, I probably did it the wrong way. Yes, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. And, you know, I was trying to build a business, trying to make a living, trying to, you know, start a family, that kind of stuff. And then as I got older and longer in my career, I realized, you know, that's not really my responsibility. My responsibility is to give them the factual information they ask for and how I see the landscape. And if I'm – and if they understand what I'm saying and we're on the same page and they still want me to go forward, then I, I'll act as their you – know, um realtor, and I will go out and get what they want done. But I do have that conversation up front, and I'm clear about this is why I think, and then it's up to them to take that information.
0: me. And, and and I mean, it, Rhett, I found in these wild fluctuations of the market, I mean, th- there are unrealistic expectations, but they're founded in some similar, I mean some sense of reality. In other words, if someone goes to the bank and, and I'm talking about the coast. along the coast, all this you guys know this better than I do, but along the coast, um, we we had a boom and then we had a bust. And, and odds are we'll have something similar to that in some of these real estate cycles. But if you've got a client and the client has X number of dollars invested in this property and you've got to be candid and honest and say it's not worth as much as you've got invested, that's not a lot of fun, but it's important to be very candid, forthright, and honest on the front end.
2: Absolutely, yes. I mean, it's not a fun conversation, but at the end of the day, it's to, you, you have to tell the facts and let the market dictate what it's worth. And um, that usually plays out in the end. So, so what is the common response? I mean, we're getting to
0: human nature now. We're, we're not talking about property, but more human yeah. nature. But, but, John, what is the common interaction in regards to that? It
1: depends on, I mean, you know, it varies just as personalities. I would say most of my experience has been, okay, I appreciate your information, but I think I'm right. <laughs> Let's move forward. And, and the other one, you know, but, but the trusted customers, the one you have repeated, 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 you've done a lot of deals, they'll pull back or they'll go forward on your recommendation but you know, not really his personality.
0: Okay, this is a new business. I mean, it, it's not a startup because you guys have extensive experience in real estate. It's not that four guys graduated from college last semester and decided to form a commercial real estate business, but it is new. Yes. I mean, there, there are a lot of people familiar with the four of you individually, but not collectively. What is your job, Rhett, to convince people that this is a commercial property company of choice?
2: Sure, yeah, th- Now that's a great question because um, I, th- I think it starts with... With just how we present ourselves day to day in our operations, when you call our office, make sure we pick up the phone and, and there's a friendly voice there to to assist you and, and hear you out. What are you looking for? How can we help you? And then when it comes time to actually go to work for somebody as their client, that we're representing their best interest, and because that's our job is is a fiduciary responsibility is, is we're representing you in your best interest, regardless if it means less commissions for us or if we even get to do the job if we're not best suited for you we might I think Chris touched on that last episode that if if we know collectively we're not your best option to maximize your value, then we we need to be aware of that because we our job is to provide the best service um and and that's our goal is is to to be trustworthy, hardworking individuals that that do a job well done and
0: and and John, at certain points in all of our lives, we rest on our laurels we th- we think we deserve uh, a, a little more credit that, that that maybe we do you guys individually have a lot of street cred so to speak but plc commercials a new startup does that do you think a lot about that
1: yeah i do and you know, one of the decisions uh, one of the factors of my decision to join the, the group was um you know how do we do this and how do we get people like for me i have a you know a little bit of commercial but a lot of residential background how do i convince people that i'm no longer that involved in residential um, and i think it, what it is is just being out, being in front of people, and living that life of you know, like this is what I do. Just Call me, talk to me. Just give me one opportunity. Give me one deal. If you like the way I work, that's fine. You know, it's great. I even let you. Out, you know, we'll, we'll just we'll be friends and we'll move on. Sure. You know, and uh, and that's I think that's what I do. How I would do.
0: it. there's a there's a person watching the podcast. They have a green side. They have a building. They have a warehouse. They need to sell. They need to buy. There's some commercial deal that they need done. They're not sure who services. To, uh, to enlist, why should they reach out to you guys at PLC Commercial? Um,
1: you know, I think what you um, need to look at, you have four individuals that know how to do commercial real estate. So when you go to most places, you get one one person or one team that's done it the same way over and over and over. We have four individuals that attack a problem
0: from four different angles, and I don't know where else you can get that. Rhett, if someone calls you, they're automatically calling Chris, Ken, and, I, and John.
2: Correct we are, we are all teammates. As as I stated earlier, they, I see them as mentors, teachers, and, um, it is an open door in our office to, to run ideas by each other. Um, Hey, I need your advice on how to do this. I I have my own ways of thinking. I try to, I try to do that before I go to them. I want to, I want to challenge myself to, to think on my own, not always have that safety net of, let me call Chris real quick. But, but at the same time, I know it's there. And, um, you know, I definitely like to, to get their input before moving forward with the decision, but I, I definitely challenge myself to think on my own first, handle, try to handle it yourself, and then go to them when needed. And they're and, always there to help.
0: And John, similar to you, you've got an opinion about whatever situation arises, but you've got to consider the other three partners.
1: Yes. Yeah, you do. Every, every business decision I make now is reflect on other people, right? So I have to do that. And also, I think also the decisions we make in life also are going to reflect on our our business partners and affect their lives. So it, it's like you were talking about earlier, when you work by yourself, you know, you're know you wholly responsible You know, on this planet to myself. And uh, now I've got other people I'm responsible
0: is it ex- for. Is it exciting to be a part of a startup, Man, to build
1: something from scratch? 51 years old, I've never been more excited than I am right now, which is, you know, at 51, I thought I <laughs> would be slowing down a little bit. But no, I'm, I'm actually... Hit an accelerator, which I'm
2: that's how excited I am.
0: And, Rhett, you hope to have a long and lucrative career ahead of you. Is it as excited to be a part of a, um, a startup with some seasoned members?
2: Yes, it's very exciting. I feel like it's a unique opportunity for someone my age, you know, mid-30s, to be able to to have a say in, in, in how we're getting this off the ground. It's a very unique opportunity, I don't take it for granted. And I, I appreciate these guys trusting me and trusting my opinions to even want to hear me out or hear what I have to say, whereas – you know, a lot of larger real estate companies um, in, in bigger markets might just, you know, you're a junior broker, get as many deals as possible, and, and we'll see you at the next monthly meeting. Get lost to the shuffle. They, um, you know, they ask me for opinions all the time, and... And, um, and they take it to heart, which is, which is exciting.
0: How can someone, you, either one of you guys can answer this, how can someone find out more? Is there a website, an email, a person of contact in an office somewhere? If somebody watches or listens to the podcast, wants to get in touch with, with you guys, the four of you, and your, the, the, the rest of your team, how, does, um, how do they communicate with you guys?
1: You want to take it? Yeah, uh, website plc commercial. They can call me on my cell phone, 843-229-3903.
2: Okay. Really yeah, me. yeah, yeah. 843-687-4649. Our emails are our first names, Rhett at plccommercial.com or John at plc commercial.com. And uh, you know, we'll 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 pick up the phone.
0: And as we progress, we'll break deals down. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of get in the we weeds on it. property yeah. on this road or property on that road. Rail access. You talked about dependable and affordable yeah. power. That That's a big deal. Commercial development and economic development are kind of hand in hand. And it is a very, very complicated science. But, but a critical science and a critical – I mean, we need quality commercial real estate companies in our community to advance economic development, and um, and, and you guys, I know you guys well enough to know that you will uh, provide first first rate service. And it's interesting to me that the four of you collaborate, because everybody likes to be king of their own domain. And you walk in a room with three other guys, and they've got to, you know, you kind of got to bounce things off one. Of, thanks to both of you. Yep. Thank, thank you very pre- hey pre- much. Pre- appreciate you guys being here.
1: I, I think this podcast will be fantastic. But thank you for the radio oh, show too. Yeah, to well,
0: yeah, yeah. This is um more tame <laughs> than, than the radio show is. Thanks to both of y'all. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate. it.